0: Thanks for tuning in to Trade Talks. Um, these are conversations I'll be having with artists, musicians, producers, um, in the gospel industry. We don't often do these type of conversations. Um, I feel like it's needed to know more about artists and um, their headspace. I'm sitting here today with the maestro himself, pastor, singer, songwriter, musician all of the above, Vincent Bohannon.
1: Yes, sir. What's going on, man?
0: How's it going, man? All is well.
1: I'm glad to be here. We're here in D.C. It's cold, but we're here. (laughs) You're used to it. Yeah, I am.
0: (laughs) So, uh, my first question.
1: What's going on? We're going to
0: dive right in. Let's start out uh, with your childhood and Mm -hmm. how it was growing up in the Bohannon home.
1: Uh, The Bohannon home um, was raised in... Um, a Christian home and I had my mom and my dad um, and two older sisters. I'm the only and the youngest male Um, and so you know I was very spoiled and all of that and so um, you know that I enjoyed uh, because I got my way with almost everything. Um, But um, it was great, it was really, really great. They really trained us to be um, great men and women. Um, And who we are today is because of my mom and my dad and their training and their talks and all of that other stuff. And so I enjoyed my childhood. I enjoyed the time that we spent together, all of the laughs and the fellowship and the eating and this and that. It was great, um, and um, every time I have it on my mind, I'm just like, "Well, that that went so quick, mm-hmm. you know." And here we are um, in 2023 now. I'm like, "Yo, time flies wow, by so
0: yeah. fast, definitely, you
1: know." And so this is why you need to enjoy the time while you have it with the people that you love the most. Yep. And so it was great. It was great, nice. you know. Just put it, you know, all together. It was great.
0: Nice. Did you all have any like family traditions
1: that you all? Uh, family traditions, we would eat together on Sunday mornings before we left for church. Nice. Um, you know, praying together in the car before we left for church and stuff. And so those um, are like always in my mind all the time you know I'm like oh yeah i remember that um and so those are pretty much traditions but we were always together you know if it was like out to eat church whatever it was or just like chilling you know we would always have that time together and uh, yeah we were a great family a
0: great nice family yeah what great was family. your what's one of your most uh vivid childhood memories uh
1: with Like church or with like my family or what let's say with your family. Oh my family um, We've had so many funny moments um with Myself and my sisters We would play church, you know, um, of course. I was the pastor. (laughs) I was a choir leader um, and so I think those times prepared me for who i am today and so we would play church and play church and shout and shout and scream and yell and sing and all that other stuff and uh we were some churchy kids same here and we still are (laughs) you know and we still are today and so you know um i think those um those times were just uh wonderful times um that we had together nice yeah vivid
0: so always I played amazing. church at growing up a lot, mm-hmm. and I was always a pastor yeah. and banging on whatever instrument yeah, was around. Right. That's and right. I played it so much, and my granny took an old choir robe and,
1: like, sewed it for me. Wow. <laughs> I had one as well. I had, I had my own robe as well that they gave me when I was probably, like, three or something. Wow. Yeah. I said, I've I got to have my own robe. I've got to have my own robe. So they— um, had that for me as well. Wow. Yeah.
0: um So growing up in church, you grew up in institutional. Correct? Yes,
1: institutional church of God in Christ, Brooklyn, New York.
0: What is that like? The legendary. Oh my God! I can't imagine.
1: Every time I talk about it with everybody, they, I don't think they really understand. Institutional church of God in Christ. Every week was a movie. It <laughs> was just, it was just Showtime at institutional but in a good way because they were so serious about church Mm -hmm. they loved everything that they did from the choir to the preaching to the praying whatever it was everything was just so genuine Mm -hmm. and the spirit of the lord would move every sunday through the choir through whoever and um, i've had my best moments in church at that church stories upon stories upon stories that I have, laughs upon laughs, and most of all, uh, we have really this strong togetherness, you know, at that church, and so we're very, very, very close, all of us, and even though we're not there anymore, we're all very close still, you know, no matter how old we were or whatever. We're all like one big happy family. And so that church taught me what to do and what not to do in life, you know. And um, I had some of the best moments. I can sit here for hours and hours and tell you stories and (laughs) stories and stories about my experience at Institutional. And you would probably be on this floor. (laughs) I'm telling you what you wouldn't believe it. I'm telling you it was it was it was. It was literally like magic from the choir to the singing to the praising. And it was just great.
0: I can only imagine. I I can talk about it all day long. um, Legendary church. Yeah. Um, New York has a lot of historical legendary churches from Washington Mm, Temple, Abyssinian. Tabernacle of Prayer. Yep. Uh, Concord. Concord. Um, Love Fellowship.
1: Yep. Yeah. It goes on and on and on. And you all do church,
0: what I call high
1: church, like dress up. Oh, yes. And that's how it was. You know, every Sunday, you know, I would watch my mother just get so dressed up for (laughs) church. Um, And that was just like a regular thing for us, Mm -hmm. you know, just hats, furs, suits, ties, shoes, all of that stuff every week. Every week. That's just how that's just how we did it nice you know yeah it was great it was great
0: so um when you were growing up in institution Mm
1: -hmm. um was james hall james hall was there still so he's like the generation right before me okay um yeah he's like the generation right before me so when i was in the children's choir he was already in the uh in like the young adult choir or whatever um And so he was there still. Um, We had a lot of people that there that were there still, you know. And um, it was amazing to have everybody there together at one time as well. And so um, yes, he was there still. He was there when I was really young.
0: That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So um, one of my favorite institutional albums is the Reunion album. Oh yes,
1: 1987.
0: Yes yeah that's like i have it on vinyl i play i
1: wear it out yeah that album is very special that's actually one of my favorites as well um because that was like the last time that they were like all together Mm. um mainly all of the leads from that album have all passed away wow there's like um there's like one or two no there's three left out of all of those songs there's like three leads left yeah and so we lost a lot of people during the pandemic and we tried to get everybody together before that but just didn't work out. But we are still trying to plan something with who's left. You know, it's nice. not a lot that are left, but you know, hey, what can you do? Yeah. You know? So <clears throat> um
0: your introduction to music and piano, mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so that also started at 170, um, my home church. Um, Watching the choir come in every Sunday um, was just amazing to me. I said, this is just great. I just, (laughs) it it was just, it was just amazing. Life was just great. Life was just great. Just to hear them sing, just to watch them. I was just so, uh, so like, it was just so amazing every week. And I would just sit there and just be like, wow, this is the institutional radio choir <laughs> that, that I love so much. And so um, my music and my love began right at the church, you know, watching them um, and watching all of those great people come through the church and sing. And so it all started then. I actually started playing the drums first Really, um, yeah, wow. I started playing the drums first at the church. They would you know let me play here and there, um, mm. and I was playing you know like around six, seven, whatever, and then, um, I started on the organ, uh, the Lord blessed me to play the organ without any type of help lessons or anything,
0: really, so you just got on it, I and- got
1: on, and he literally like just had it so that I played. And that was really the great, um, that was just the grace that the church had, just to make sure that the music just, you know, flows from generation to generation. And so it because was- Because
0: you do have that sound. Yes. That institutional sound. And so Jane the Foll Lord had. made
1: it so, yeah, the mm-hmm. Lord really, Blessed me to play and um, it was one Sunday. It was one Sunday afternoon and You know as anybody else would as a child playing on the organ here and there or whatever But this time around I was playing like I was p- playing for years. Wow the anointing uh, came in the room and the, They came in there like who was that on the organ and so they're like all oh, like from all over the place, from the kitchen, from this place, from that place. And they're coming in and they're shouting and they're crying and doing all this other stuff. And that was the start of everything. Wow. Yeah, it was, let me tell you, um, a lot of people would probably not believe it. They wouldn't believe it because it would just be like, yo, how can that really happen? But it happened. And we still have a few people that were actually there that can actually say yes, that did happen you know wow yeah we still have a few people that were there at that very time that can say I was there Hmm. and that did happen
0: so I didn't know you were a drummer until there was a clip that circulated oh, yeah. me on the drums. <laughs> and I was like, this guy, can yeah. play the
1: drums? I was like, "You can just do it all. Like, Yeah, I was playing the drums before the organ. I was wow. playing the drums before the organ. Yeah, so,
0: you know. So I, I started playing drums at four. Oh, wow. Never conquered yeah. piano organ. I tried. Yeah.
1: Can read piano I guess, music, but can't yeah. do it. I think like in church, I've just learned how to do everything. Wow. In church, you learn how to play the drums, you yep. learn how to do this, you learn how to do that. You learn public speaking, mm-hmm. all of that. Good and stuff. so we learned so much at you know at church, and so that's just how it that's happened. The foundation. Yeah.
0: What musician inspired you the most growing up? I think I know the answer to this. Oh,
1: uh, yeah. So Butch Hayward. Butch Hayward. I knew. Butch yeah. Hayward was um, the one that I heard every week. Um, He's the one that I watched every week. Um, We did not have an opportunity for us to come together for him to teach me anything. Um, But at the same time, throughout my entire life there, that's what I heard every week. Mm -hmm. And so because that's what I heard, that's what I began to play myself. And so, um, yeah, I think he would be the one that really inspired me to do and play how I play today. And um, it's just that sound that a lot of people try to do, but they really can't do it,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that effectively. Um, because I don't think it can be taught. It's just got to be in your blood. Right, right. You know, it's just it, that's just the way it is. And so um, I think I was graced just to have that chance just to watch him and just to watch how he would teach the the choir and just play and flow throughout um you know throughout every week every Sunday throughout you know all of those great times we had um, and so I think he was one of my greatest people in my life at that time and that's how I play how I play today nice yeah butch hayward melvin crispel was he at institutional melvin at the time um he was always in and out then um i I believe he was playing at bible way by the time like i grew up up you know uh, but when i was young young he was there still as well um but by the time i got like you know 10 or whatever. and by the time I got on Oregon, he wasn't there anymore. Hmm. He was already out and all of that other stuff. Um, but, you know, as I said before, all of those who were a part of the church, you were always a part of the church, hmm. no matter where you went. So at the end of the day, even though he wasn't there every week, he was still a part. You know, that's just how it is at you know, at the church. Nice. Yeah. So it was that
0: way. Um, i to pivot for a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't know for years until I started reading, Mm -hmm. when I got into like buying vinyl, I've gotten into collecting vinyl at like 13. Yeah, I
1: love vinyls.
0: Then I started reading the credits Mm -hmm. and I didn't know that Institutional is the choir that's on some of those early Shirley Caesar solo
1: albums. Yeah. So they say that, yeah. So they say mm-hmm. that um, it was because of Stretch Out that really pushed the album where mm-hmm. it is. They don't really get the credit for it or whatever, but, you know, what they say it was because of that song on her album that really pushed her album out there. And then from there, that's how she was known to be who she is yeah. today.
0: Because I always wonder, like, who is this choir on this song? Yeah, songs? Then
1: that was into Reading, like, wow. Yeah. That, that was institutional, me. yeah, institutional. From generation to generation, from the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, 80s, and the 90s, and the early 2000s, you know, it was so many sets of people, but at the same time, we were still all one. It's just so amazing, it really, really is. Nice. Yeah.
0: Growing up, um, hymns,
1: like, yes. was that a thing at institutional? Hymns, yeah, so we did hymns, we did hymns our own way. Um, Institutional was more of a like an original church. Mm-hmm. So everything that we did was very original. We didn't sing anybody else's songs. Um, and that's why I do that today with my own choir. We don't really sing anybody else's songs. Um, because the Lord has blessed us to write our own songs. Um, and that's the type of church that it was. It 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 was just so um great because we had our own songs it was like we were really in our own world really mm-hmm. so we really didn't have to sing anybody else's songs we weren't really trying to uh, you know uh you know be like anybody else right we were who we were and whoever else wanted to try to be like us that was on them but we never tried to be like anybody else or anything of that sort but hymns were sung in the church um We didn't really sing it out of the hymn book or anything of that sort Mm -hmm. from what I can remember Um, But when we did do the hymns, we did them
0: nice favorite choirs growing up outside of institutional
1: Um, really and truly institutional was really all I knew at one point and then uh, Hezekiah Walker and the Love Fellowship crusade choir crusade choir and James Hall worship and praise of course but you know they were all a part of institutional as well so right. it's just like it was just like a branch off of what we were already doing mm-hmm. but um, yeah and so that's how I got to know who they were because it was pretty much people from the church that joined the choir and stuff and James was a a part of the church and you know all of that other stuff. So those two choirs were probably one of my favorite. And then when I got in my teenage years, my early teenage years, I really fell in love with Charles Hayes okay. and Cosmopolitan. Yes. And um then when I got into my late teens, Clay Evans and Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so uh Yeah, I'm in love with Chicago. I love Chicago music and history. Yeah, their choirs and the Sopranos and the all of that stuff I go crazy. I go crazy when I hear that sound Mm because that sound is so rare Oh my god, Mm -hmm. you you just don't even hear it in church anymore. It's just so depressing. Yeah, but um, Yeah, so those two choirs outside of James Hall and of course Bishop um, and his choir, um, I would say those two, Charles Hayes, and Reverend Clay Evans. Yeah.
0: Yep. Fellowship's one of my all-time Fellowship. favorites.
1: Fellowship and Dr. Charles uh, oh G. God. Hayes. Fellowship it was just on a totally different space. Even when you go back to the, the videos the, and the, stuff, the beginning those first albums. Oh my God. My, he was just he was ahead of his time way ahead of his time and I watched all the videos and yeah I just love fellowship a lot
0: you know I do. Did you know that they recorded um, the Thompson Community Choirs uh, song uh, was the name of it.
1: Can't you hear? Well yeah, I, I think uh, Milton. Brunson used, used to, to go be, there. Yeah, yeah
0: used to be, uh, Clay Evans, our mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah so yeah. that's probably where they got it from.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. I actually like their version. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It is. So let's go to the next section. Yeah. Um, talk about you as the artist, songwriter mm-hmm. that you are. Um, at what age did you write your first song, and what was the name of it?
1: Age six, Come In My Life. And I remember it so well because six my years mother, old? yeah. Wow. And I have all of my original papers and all of that other stuff. My mom saved all of that stuff, thank God. And I have it all still. Um, at age six, I was writing my own songs. Come In My Life was our, our first song and I taught it to Crystal and Vicky. And um, I said, yeah, I have to sing this song and of course they were drained i don't want to say you know this other <laughs> stuff but um you know that was my first song and um i'll never forget it you yep, know nice, six, nice. that's, that's
0: amazing man i didn't start writing till probably 14 15
1: yep i would get my cassette player <sighs> and record and all of that and um Next thing you know, I had songs. It was nice. crazy, yeah. Nice. Eight, six, I have it right. Yep, it was <laughs> amazing.
0: Um, so you in the CEW Youth Choir. Yes.
1: Tell me C. about C. W. that. CEW was, um, it was my generation of the children's choir. Okay. So after we got a little older, we didn't want to sing in the children's choir anymore. And then they allowed us to have this choir. Um, That choir was basically, as soon as you turned 12 or something, you were able to join. So it was from like 12 to like 18, 21. And um, by that time, Butch was already gone. And I was the main player at the church. I was the main uh, one at the church to play. Um, yeah the main musician at age 15 Wow of institutional Church of God in Christ that's incredible yeah it was it was an amazing thing now that I see today I'm like yo they trusted me a lot Yeah. (laughs) yeah and they really saw so much in in me and so that's why I really really hold them in such a high place right because they saw so much in me and they pushed me you know and so I took over um, at age 15, um, you know, Butch, he left, and um, I took over, and here I am teaching the Institutional Radio Choir, the last generation of the Institutional Radio Choir. And then, of course, at that time, um, we had the Radio Choir, and then we had this choir. Um, what's the name of it? C.E.W. C-E-W choir. <laughs> It's been years now. Uh, so at that time, CW was more of the ones that were actually singing on Sundays because at the time the radio choir was a little older, you know, and they weren't really doing what they were before. Okay. And so I would then teach all the old songs to them, mm. all of the old, you know. Uh, songs from like way back in the day radio choir songs and I would teach them those songs and then at the time I would write my own songs as well Nice. and then I taught them those songs so it was was a great um, time to kind of like have the church hear my own songs and then at the same time having them hear those old classic songs that they used to hear way back in the day as well so it was great Nice. And that, that span was like a good 10 years. And we were all so close. We did everything together and we stayed at the church all day on Mondays and <laughs> just laughing and talking and praying and doing all that stuff. We loved our church. Nice. You know, And we would stay there all night long. We loved institutional. And uh, so we also grew to be so close And so they were very, very, very special to me. And um, by the time we got a little older, you know, everything began to change and all of that other stuff. And then that's when I got my own choir, you know? Okay. Yep. Nice. So that's how all of that worked out.
0: Nice. Um, And people have been following you on social media for a while. People have been
1: following me since heaven. When we put that out, I don't Mm -hmm. know what what year that was now, but they've been with me for a long time. And so just to see the journey, I'm sure is probably like so amazing to see how I was at my home church and I love my home church so much at the time. And then here I am now as my own artist is, you know, I'm sure it was a very interesting way to just be like oh wow to watch the yeah journey. just to watch the journey i'm sure so
0: sharing your musical journey with the world like um what made you choose to do it like to be that open with it and because i know as artists you know we can be yeah.
1: sensitive and all i didn't that. know um if this is the way that you're asking i didn't know that it would become this way i just wrote out the journey i didn't know that it was going to be this big um i'm just here uh doing what i love to do mm-hmm. and then what i love to do just turned into all of this and so at the end of the day this isn't really anything that i kind of like really wanted it's just something that i've always had it in my heart to do and i love you know what i do and so it just turned into this whole big mass project that that we see today Mm -hmm. you know with all of these people and two choirs and Traveling here and there and hit songs and all this other stuff. It's amazing. The journey is is amazing. amazing. Yeah, it's been
0: amazing to watch it Yeah,
1: I'm sure I'm sure I I really have to Do something where I can just like tell like my whole story from like beginning to where I am today Because it's so much packed into the span of like 20 years, Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Or you know, it's just like amazing, you know, it really is. Yep. Yeah
0: I have to say, I don't know if I've witnessed in gospel music, anyone sharing the journey like you mm-hmm. did from building the choir, yeah, yeah. from you working through material like on the spot, on mm-hmm. camera,
1: teaching yeah. choir, all of so that. So that was like our thing that I think got us out there at the time and nobody else was live at all at those times. I think, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I think we were the the first ones to go live during like choir Mm -hmm. rehearsal, Mm -hmm. where I would like teach songs and I would allow people to come in and watch and see how would teach the song. And then they could see how I would teach the song And then 10 minutes later it's a whole hit right right you you know and so they had the opportunity to now watch that every Wednesday we came together every week and we would have so much church in rehearsal it was a whole service we would start off with prayer and praise and worship a prayer line and all this other stuff it was you know and I think for the people that were on the outside, they had the opportunity to now watch and see Well, like, wow, this is very neat just to watch how they have like really put all this together, you know? And so by us having the chance to now, um, you know, go live and all of that other stuff, I think that was the thing that really put the songs out there
2: Mm
1: -hmm. where they heard the songs and they were able to learn the songs on the spot just like the choir and so by the time we put the song out it was like oh my god i have to get it right and so that's what pushed the songs out there so with you know we win he reigns and all those other songs you know um they had the chance to watch it and then they said yo i gotta have that song in my phone i don't want to (laughs) watch it on youtube no more i gotta have it on my phone and so they had the recorded version now and so i i believe that's what really pushed the songs where they are today i have to agree with you there yeah i i think that that was the key and you see a lot of people you know going live and stuff now it's nice um but um i think they caught on to our whole way of having our songs out there Mm -hmm. You know, and so I really wasn't worried about anybody taking the song or anything of that right. sort I just wanted everyone to know what we were doing hmm and so um you see a lot of people, you know doing it now because it works
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> It works and so that's how the people now have the chance to learn and all of that other stuff The songs and the lyrics and all of that other stuff. So it's great.
0: I remember when uh um I don't remember it was maybe it hasn't been a song before he reigns but that's when i um started like tuning in and um we connected and Mm -hmm. i was like hey man you have to come to gmwa yeah to darcy convention i was like man they need you Mm -hmm. um that was back when i was songwriting yeah yeah so
1: my first gmwa that i had the chance to teach a song was 2007 in orlando um i was so scared i'm like bro all these people here and all this other stuff and i'm like i don't know if this is like too corny for them um but they turned that place out with that song nice yeah it was crazy do you remember what song that was king of glory i actually taught it to the radio choir first Mm -hmm. i said well it's pretty good with them, let me try it with them. And they turned that thing out nice. GMWA, yeah, it was crazy.
0: With sharing your um, musical journey, were you nervous at all about how it would be received with the world?
1: Um, I think I was more nervous at my church. Being so young, having to teach these old people, and they're so used to one way butch was there for many many years and so they're used to him and so they're used to the way that he would teach and write and all this other stuff Hmm. and so now they have this teenager coming in and trying to teach his own songs and stuff but they say that they did the same thing to him when he was my age Hmm. Yeah, so you know, I guess that's just something that they did <laughs> I don't know so I was a little bit more nervous to play my new songs around the older generation of the church and of the choir because I know they were probably like what type of songs are these? <laughs> this is not butch this is not you know JC white and all this other mm-hmm. stuff so I think uh, being there was a little like intimidating sometimes um, because i didn't know if they would really like it all of that other stuff but um carl jr bishop carl jr would always tell me sing your songs pay them no mind (laughs) you sing and write your own songs for these people that are here now
2: Mm.
1: don't ever worry about you know about the 60s and the 70s and the 80s and the 90s all of that has already went on by Mm -hmm. you know and he would always push me teach your songs teach the new songs teach the choir the new songs i don't want to hear this song one more day talking over jesus and all those other songs i want to hear your songs Mm -hmm. and so he really pushed me um to really just write and to teach and to write and to teach. And so next thing you know, I was writing and teaching almost every week as well.
0: Nice, nice.
1: New songs, Yep. Yeah.
0: What was the moment, the viral moment? Like when did,
1: do you uh, remember
0: the first time it like took off? For
1: SOV, mm-hmm. um, viral, we would go viral with the rehearsals. We would also go viral, but I think the most viral was when we probably did He Rains somewhere. I think we were in Baltimore and we sang He Rains for like 20 minutes and the people were just going crazy and the choir was just I so far in.
0: I was there. Yeah. Um,
1: I, I don't know. The you all season. like ended up coming yes. off the stage mm-hmm. down the aisle. That was like the first video that kind of went like viral at the time. So I was actually sitting behind you yeah.
0: before you went on stage. Oh, wow. And I could tell you were, like, in another place. Yeah, I'm and, always in La And so I was like, I'm not going to bother him
1: because he, uh, he
0: might be over there praying and getting consecrated yeah, and I stuff.
1: I'm just always, you know, in my own world anyway. But that was the uh, moment that the choir was just, like, going somewhere else. Then I realized we have something good that He Reigns really sent us to the moon.
0: I remember saying that Yeah, like, everybody left there, I was like, this guy is gonna take off. Like he doesn't yeah. even know.
1: I, like, I didn't even know. Let me tell you, I, like I said before, I was just doing what I love to do, you know? And, um, but He Reigns, that song went and the people sang it everywhere at almost every convention and mm-hmm. conference and, uh, Church of God in Christ, Baptist, yep. a and Me, whoever yep. it was, they were singing He Reigns. Yep.
0: They'll and be singing that for
1: Yeah. forever, And they know. still sing it today. Yep. And they still mm-hmm. sing it today. And, you know, we kind of pull it out every now and then. We just put it on our last uh, Christmas record. Mm-hmm. And um, we kind of put a twist to it or whatever, but it's the same song. And, but it just never gets old. Never. Every time we sing it, it just it's just like crazy. It's just like <laughs> a newness. It's just like, well, this is like a brand new song all over again. And so yeah. Nice. Do you realize
0: your impact on songwriters and young musicians, young artists? Like do you like really realize mm-hmm. the impact? Because a lot of young artists that I no, in mm-hmm. gospel music always mention Vincent really? Yeah,
1: I don't really hear about it a lot. Uh, um I don't know. I think I'm like right in the middle. I don't really hear about it, but that may be because I don't really talk to like people like that. I'm not really like a social type person where they could ever have the chance to like be like you know da 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 da. So that may be the reason why. Um, but I, I I do believe that um, throughout these last nine years, and even before that, we've put in a lot of work to show this generation that um, choir music is still very relevant, and it's not really going anywhere because we're here, you know, I'm here. And as long as we're here, and even after we're not here anymore, this is still going to work. These songs are still going to ring out in the church. Yep. And um, that's just how that is. But, you know, I do hear a lot of the times how there are a lot of people that just love what I do and what I've brought to the table and all that other stuff. I think all of that is great. And it pushes me to just keep on,
0: you know. It's inspiring. Yeah. Because it shows like when you're walking in your destiny mm-hmm. and operating where God wants you to operate, yeah. how he will open doors. You oh, know? yeah. Like,
1: Let me tell you, when you are really lined up in the way that you need to be, everything will begin just to kind of like just work. Yep. You know, and literally these last nine years, everything just works out for us from traveling each and every year. Here we are having the concert at Howard. It just always works out. And all of this stuff, no one else has really ever done before. So it's just like, I don't know. I think the Lord will really just place something on you for you to be like a trendsetter, not just so our name can just be like, oh yeah, you know. But I think it's really For his glory, you know, at the end of the day, it's really not about us, but it's just so all of the glory can go right back to him. You know, that's what it's all about. At at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And so, everything that we do, he has put his hand on it because we're lined up with what he wants us to do. And once you line up with whatever he wants you to do, everything's always going to work out and flow the way that it needs to flow at the pace that it needs to flow.
0: Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Um, so mentioning the recording at Howard,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, this is legendary. Yeah. Um, generations prior have recorded there. Mm-hmm. Um, three pioneers have recorded there. Do you know those top no. three? No. Uh, I don't know who. Um, Benny Cummings. Really?
1: I love Benny Cummings.
0: Number two. Um, Edwin Hawkins music and art seminar really yes I'm gonna come back to that um, and Richard Smallwood singers
1: Wow and here we are Yep. years later coming back yep and um, when I said you know because originally we were gonna go down to Jackson Jacksonville Mississippi
2: mm-hmm.
1: or Jackson and they were like Mississippi. I don't really know about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I said, okay, well, let me try to get back and see what else we could do or where we could possibly go. Because these last 9 years we've never did anything that was predictable. We don't really have things at a church and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. We always like to get, you know, a place where you know, no one else has really Ever been before right or it's not a place where anyone has uh, you know really been in the last 20 years or so mm-hmm. and so um, here we are at Howard now and I said well let's go to Howard because it's right up the road and all this other stuff so I said I think we should try out Howard because it will now give us the opportunity to reach all of those young people as yep. well Yep. And those young people are the same people that are going to spread the music. Yep, The young people are are, are those people that are going to share the videos. Mm-hmm. So we need to really tap into that market now. All right. And so I said this year, I really want to do what I need to do to tap into that market where we can reach the colleges and those students. So we can really, really uh, have them to hear, what this sound is all about mm-hmm. and really give them the chance to know who he is as well, you know, nice. at the same time.
0: Are you familiar with uh, Reggie Golden? I've heard over of Over Howard. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, so yes. When I was writing and um, my first song I taught at Darcy, mm-hmm. he was over the youth department. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Jeffrey Golden's yeah. brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, would you be able to express the difficulties of being a gospel artist in this day and age, and what those challenges mm-hmm. look like? Yeah, because it's very it challenging. Like to really changed.
1: Oh yeah, the industry has really changed on so many different levels with the streaming and just with choirs in general on that level in that area um, there's so many different areas that bring us challenges in 2023 and even though we're in the age of technology and we have the opportunity to now put our own selves out there where now the people really don't need any help they really don't need anyone to say you know well, let me, you know, put you on, because really and truly you need to put me on because I'm already out there, right? you know? Right. So, you know, that's just how it is in 2023. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of it is really working on your own now and really putting in the work, mm-hmm. putting in the work. And I can say we've put in the work, raising the money and all this other stuff. And um, yeah, but there's so many different challenges that we do face in 2023 as um, people and as young people as well and as new people as well, because you have the older generation that don't wanna let it go sometimes, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? And then you have, you know, those people that are trying to, you know, work their way up but it's real hard because they don't know how to really do it so there's so many different challenges that you face and so this is why you really need to have a prayer life to really get the true instructions and the true blueprint Mm. on how you need to do it when you need to do it and why you need to do it you need to know the how the when and the why Mm -hmm. Um, and through that you'll begin to see that everything will begin to flow the way that it needs to
0: nice who are some of your favorite songwriters like
1: bishop jc white is top one mm. <laughs> bishop jc white is one of my uh favorite songwriters um of all times his songs were very before its time as well very much so. uh yeah very 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 much before his time as well um i also
0: like What's your favorite J.C. White song?
1: Talk It Over Jesus, Winning mm. Down in Despair.
0: That's my second Anytime. favorite. First is um,
1: Please Touch Somebody. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a great one as well. That's the J.C. White singers. Yep. Um, you ever heard Clay Evans and Yeah, that? all that screaming in the background. <laughs> I love it all. <laughs> Talk It Over Jesus is one of my favorites. Um, every time they would play it on a Sunday, I would get excited. Now, at the time that I came up, it was not uh, uh, Rubinstein anymore, but it was um, Mother Key, Mm -hmm. and uh, she would sing the song so well, Um, and just they would literally sing that song for 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 a long time. I can imagine, and the church would just be going up and higher and higher and higher. (laughs) The more they sing it, the more the church went up. Yeah, the church I grew up in. Regina Key.
0: I was a banger. Mm-hmm. talking over with Jesus.
1: Yeah, Talk It Over with Jesus was is one of my favorites. So JC Wright is like top one. Okay. Yeah.
0: Anyone else?
1: Um I'm trying to think of songwriters these days. Because in 2023, all you hear is remixes of yeah, a lot of stuff. Our old songs. <laughs> uh Melvin was a great was That's a great songwriter, incredible. you know. Melvin was a great songwriter. James Hall was a great songwriter. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know songwriters anymore cuz you really don't hear n- new songs right. like that. And uh so I, yeah, I don't really know a lot of songwriters these days.
0: Um so your music yeah um starting out with like the first single only god God." yeah um 2015 yeah he reigns that same year Uh uh-huh um then my favorite by you um never forget oh yeah that was featured on hezekiah walker's album
1: 2016 and we just re-recorded that with tva Really? Yeah, so that's going to be on their wow. new album, live in Detroit. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, it's really Because
0: I've always thought, I want to hear
1: Vincent's take yeah. on... Yeah, so what they did on Azusa, I think it was Azusa, I don't know who it was. It was cool, you know. Mm-hmm. I think they got it over well, um, but I think my take is a little bit just more churchier. Yes.
0: Just,
1: just my way of, mm-hmm. you know, yep. doing it, so...
0: Then you had We Win 2017, mm-hmm. uh, Road to Five, yeah, 2019, One Sound, yeah, 2021,
1: uh-huh.
0: Live in Chicago, another one of my favorites. Y'all oh, churched yes. on there, man.
1: That, um, that whole recording night was just a story as well. It was amazing. Um, where'd y'all record that at? Greater Harvest in Chicago.
0: Yes, I thought so because I had a friend of mine that attended the concert. It was a blizzard. And he was like, yeah, that's yeah. what he mentioned. It, was, it a was a blizzard. He was like,
1: man, we church something yeah, terrible. Man. It was a whole blizzard. And those people came out in tambourines and furs. And <laughs> and, it, and it, they, we just had so much church. It wasn't funny. It was It, it, was it resonates on what you. Yeah. yeah. You can really, mm-hmm. really hear it. But if they really had everything on there, let me tell you, that thing would be so churchy.
0: Um. Then you had higher. Oh yes. 2022. Yes. With the Victorious mm-hmm. Army. Um, Quiet Christmas 2022. Yes. Then you just dropped a new single today. I love to today, call And it. Yeah. I've told you, I've played it like yeah. 10 times. I love to times. call it. Was in Brooklyn the gym, just like playing it South over and over. South
1: Carolina. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I love that ending, man. It's yeah. incredible. Um, Tell me about the Victorious Army and what made you
1: form a choir in Atlanta. So the Victorious Army, there were so many people um, in that area that wanted me to have a choir. I was like, "Eh, I don't think I want to have two um, of the same choir. Mm -hmm. I said, now where we are up here. Sound of Victory is just their own choir. Mm -hmm. The people, they know everybody in the choir. I don't think we can have two of the same choirs. Mm -hmm. I said, if I ever get another choir, um, I want to have a totally separate choir. And I want this one to be a little bit more traditional. Um, And so that's what they are. They're gonna wear the robes and all that other stuff, and they wanna march in and all this other stuff. That's who they are and I actually teach a lot of our our songs from back in the day, you know, um, and I taught that to them, 170 songs, my old songs that we really don't do anymore, and I gave them those songs as well. So they have more of a like, a, a traditional sound to them, and at the same time, I wanna keep the sound of institutional, you know, ringing in the people's mm-hmm. ears as well.
0: So, Hire was an old song? No, Hire is you... new. Okay. Hire is so, new. So, you knew, wrote that one recently? Yeah. Okay.
1: Hire is awesome. brand new. Um, mm-hmm. And because I said they need a, a song that's really going to get them, you know, out there, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I wrote that song for them, and they recorded it. Um, at their recording last year. It was great. It was a wonderful night
0: I do think I remember
1: live in Detroit. Um, yeah,
0: when you Were starting out and the yeah. videos were going viral and yeah. I would see in the comments people would be like, oh You need to start a choir. Yeah, 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 Atlanta. I, I
1: was like, that. yep So we always had those people and so TVA consists of people that are from Chicago north carolina mississippi alabama tennessee wow and atlanta wow of course georgia i should say because they're not really from atlanta so there's actually only a few people that are actually from atlanta Mm -hmm. everyone else is from the surrounding areas nice and so we come together every month for two days um and so we have one rehearsal friday night then we come back the next day at twelve noon, and then I get back on the plane, come back home for church. Wow! You know, so I do that every month. And these people travel. They travel. Like, that's They travel. Man. They drive. They spend money for hotels, Airbnbs, and all that's that, that other stuff. Yeah. That's commitment. Yeah, it sure is. It, it's amazing. So, when will Live in Detroit drop? So I'm trying to get the timing of everything because we just released the Christmas project in December, November, whatever it was. Then here I am turning around and gonna release a single, which we did today. I love to call them. And then we've got live in uh, Dallas um, that needs to come out. Then we have a live in Detroit that needs to come out. And then I got my church record too mm-hmm. with the the winners assembly singers there's so many different names i'll be like wait so you got tva twa sov nice yeah so they all have projects just waiting to come out that's incredible. so it's, yeah i'm just trying to see like the timing of everything when it needs to come out singles and anniversaries and all this other stuff so just trying to get all that together because you have to really strategically do everything you know you just can't put things out just because right you know you got to have a plan to it Mm -hmm. you know and so um we're just trying to get the plan together to see what that is actually going to look like and all that other stuff but it'll be out
0: nice yeah i like the mix and the mastering Mm -hmm. like what i hear on the live record like who does your mixing and mastering
1: um it was produced by David Caton mm-hmm. on all of the projects from Only God up into Live in Chicago.
0: Okay.
1: Live in Chicago is one of my favorites because you can actually hear the people. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I like because yeah. I feel like in gospel music
1: you don't they hear got to that a point at all. Oh my god. to it where they beat.
0: just stopped. Yeah. I think one of the last best live albums that you actually heard the audience was Donna Lawrence's Finale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And true. then when I heard Shores, I was like,
1: yes, we yeah, can. he captured mm-hmm. the audience. Like That's what I wanted. <clears throat> I said I wanted to capture the audience because the audience is what brings it out even more. Yep. You know, and that's what I've always loved about the projects from way back in the day. Mm-hmm. James Cleveland and all them. Mm-hmm. You can hear the people like crying and screaming hollering. and hollering. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's what kind of puts it, you know, uh, you know, and so. I love that, and so I tried to really get that on the last project live in Chicago, and we're gonna try to do the same for this project as well.
0: Nice, awesome.
1: Live in Dallas.
0: Awesome. Kevin Lemons, Mm -hmm. we just lost him, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, Can you tell me about your friendship with him and
1: memories? Oh. we're on the same label and um, Under Hezekiah Walker's his house yep. entertainment. Yes, <clears throat> his house entertainment and so um, Being on the same label we were able to get a lot closer um, I've had him at our Easter concert. He had us at his Thanksgiving concert I believe it was and so um He would always sing our songs and stuff as well. I believe he covered He Reigns and he covered something else as well. Um, And so he had a great gift though. He had a great gift to command a choir. He had a great gift to teach. Um, He had a great gift to be who he was. And that's what I love about it, when, when, when people can be who they are and they're not trying to be like anybody else but i fell in love with higher calling um because i said they sound like tri-city they they sound like a church here tri-city and that's what i love the most i'm like yo they they are killing right now they just have that sound they sound like tri-city but they're not tri-city at the same time they're giving very new g Mm -hmm. but at the same time they are higher calling Mm -hmm. you know and so that's what i loved about it the most and i'm Mm -hmm. so glad that they were able to get um you know the world's attention right you know at some point where Mm -hmm. everyone can know who he was Mm -hmm. and who they are you know and so that's what i love about it the most yeah
0: yeah yeah um how did you find out about his passing
1: actually i landed in atlanta tva was singing in columbus Mm -hmm. And I was flying into Atlanta. And as soon as I, I landed, um, all of my texts and stuff, you know, yeah. came through and they told me, I said, there's no way, how how did this happen? And, um, you know, unfortunately it was true. And uh, so sad, Yeah, just a sad thing, just yeah. a sad thing, because, um, you know, I think in our world, you believe that, you know, oh, he had so many more years and all this Mm -hmm, other stuff. mm -hmm. But when you are really in a place where you really know who God is, Mm -hmm. you'll really accept the fact that he's sovereign Mm -hmm. and he can do whatever he wants to do. When he wants to. When he wants to do it. And so um, that's just where I am with it, you know, and not only with him, but with everything, with everything that happens, you know, everything happens for a reason. And um, if he decided to take him, um, that's just something that we have to really embrace and accept. Mm-hmm. We may not understand, yes. but I agree with whatever he allows to yes. happen. Yep. And once you get to that point, you'll have another type of peace about it, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, I have peace in knowing that, um, he did everything that he could here
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that was it, you know?
0: Heaven's choir has to be. Amazing because yeah. there's been so many uh, heaven, greats that have passed. Let me know. tell you,
1: it, Heaven has the biggest choir,
0: you know. Yeah.
1: Institutional has a, a large section. <laughs> <laughs> it has a large section over there, you know. Um, and we're praying for his wife. Yeah, praying for the wife family, and the choir. I want um, them to like keep on going. And yes. Keep on going, even though it may be a little transitional, whatever, but, you know, I'll keep on going you know because people
0: love watching them. them online i just yeah. couldn't imagine oh the my sound God. there
1: in person the first song they sung while they were all coming in i was like this is how it's going to be for the whole night they they came in to do what they needed to do mm-hmm. to send their leader off home
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they came and screamed up in there they did i believe it they did I believe you spoke somewhat to
0: how you deal with grief Mm -hmm. in your last statement, Um, but the passing of your mother and how that affected you, because we we kind of watched it.
1: Oh yeah, it's uh, devastating. We don't really talk about it, Um, we don't really talk about it at the church, Um, we don't really talk about it with the choir, and it's not to just push her away. but. It was such a devastating time for us, for the church, and for the choir, and for myself, and my dad, and my sisters. Uh, It was a horrible time. Oh my God, it was a horrible year. But, the more I began to grow in Him, the more then I understand that I had to go through that for me to get where I am today. And it made me a stronger person it made me into a person that can now testify and say he can bring you out of whatever you're in mm-hmm. the grief and all mm-hmm. of that other stuff that you were in but you know on the reality of it all uh, it was a horrible time for us I know very sad, sad time oh my god and um at the time we just released we win and let me tell you, we felt like we were defeated. Mm-hmm. And so We Win was like charting at number one and all this other stuff, mm-hmm. all this great stuff. And you couldn't really celebrate it. And we it. couldn't celebrate it. Um, we released it in July and she passed in August. And so it was slowly but surely getting to that point, you know. But even through all of that, in my head, I always believed that she was going to be okay. You know, and so we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we prayed and we sang and we shouted and we did everything that we needed to do. And we kept the faith through it all. The choir and the church kept the faith through it all. And so when it finally happened, it was just like, okay, what is going on and how are we going to how are we going to make it? You know, Mm -hmm. she was everything. She was at every rehearsal every engagement and all that other stuff she really ran the choir in the beginning <laughs> she that that was really her choir she would tell us off and they and they had to wear skirts <laughs> to the rehearsal and stockings <laughs> let me tell you it was it was it was a sight uh, but yeah she really ran the choir in the beginning and uh, but it taught us so much mm-hmm. and so uh, when that happened uh, it was very, very, very bad. And I think it was even worse for the choir and the church because we didn't really tell them what was actually going on. Mm. She, so her last Sunday in church was Mother's Day 2017. That was her last Sunday in church. And then she went into the hospital um, the week that I was away for my birthday, which was June 2nd. And I was away and she told me that she had to go back to the hospital or whatever and from that time And she came back home for a little bit in July But um, it was just getting worse, you know, it was just getting worse and worse And so um, we never really told the church because she really didn't accept Whatever it was and stuff either So we really didn't share, you know, with the church or the choir what was actually happening Um, so, you know, I could see why they were just totally like Oh my God, the world's over, um, because they didn't really have the chance to kind of say, you know, what they wanted to say to her before mm-hmm. she passed. Um, but I think what they hold on to is her teachings and knowing that she loved them. You know, that's what they really hold on to. And um, but we are still in that place where it's just like a touchy subject, mm-hmm. and we really don't touch it too often um but um i i think i like to share it so i can help somebody else um because i know i'm not the only one that has lost anybody right you know and so um i think it's a great opportunity for me to share how the lord can really help you through it all yeah you'll never get over it but you will get through it
0: so my next question was going to be um how would you encourage other young people that are grieving or going through loss and i you just answered yeah um,
1: you'll 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 never get over it but you will get through it and everything is with time mm -hmm. even though it's been all of these years later from 2017 to 2023 five years um well yeah six years almost um it's still very fresh i think it's always going to be fresh for me yeah just, yeah, you know, just having those times in your head from the house to now institutional mm-hmm. to now the beginning of the choir to the church and just all of those times traveling, watching her with the radio choir, all of that stuff just plays in your mind mm-hmm. over and over and over. And you begin to say, wow, like those times can never come back ever again. And so that's kind of why I just like to kind of like move on and move and move and move and move. Um, because the more you kind of like look at what was, you begin to get all sad and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I really don't really talk about, you yeah. know, childhood stuff and my home church and stuff. Cause it'll put you in a place where you just like, all of those people are no longer here. Yeah. And oh, you'll I know never that get that time ever again. The radio choir is not here anymore. And it, it just all this stuff begins just to pour in your mind. Mm-hmm. You'll be like,
0: Dag. Mm-hmm.
1: And so this is why I just like to just be like, okay, let me just move on and move forward.
0: Because that's what they would want you to do. Yeah,
1: at the end of the day, that's what they would want you to do. And so the best thing is just to move forward the best you can, just keep on moving forward. And that's not a sign of like, you know, I don't care anything about them. But I think that is only going to now put them in a place for what they would want for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and they would want you to keep on going, keep on moving. Awesome. You know?
0: Let's talk about you as a person, because we just know the yeah. churchy you and
1: <laughs> the uh, I am, music.
0: And, yeah. Um, and the songwriting and all right. that what do you enjoy doing in your spare times besides writing music like what are some of i your like traveling hobbies and-
1: so i like traveling i like to see the world um i like to go to shows broadway shows mm-hmm. i like to go out to eat um i'm a jokester um a lot of people don't really know that side of me i don't really talk to a lot of people i'm a true introvert so i like to be by myself most of the time
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so if I ever am with anybody, that means like you're really close to me, mm-hmm. you know. And um, but I'm a very, very kind person. Um, it can come across as something else sometimes, as if as if I'm you know a mean little or standoff and shady and stuff.
0: So I get that um, all the time.
1: Yeah, but I'm. Pr- I promise you, I'm not like that at all. But. I just don't have it in me to want to get to know you like that, you know. It, I don't know if that's rude or whatever, but I don't want to know everybody, you yep. know. And yep. and I don't want you to really know me either. Mm. And you know, I think um, there are some people that should only have a view of you, uh, yep. you know.
0: I totally agree, and especially with being a leader. Yeah, and that's the whole thing and all too. That, You know, you
1: know? Yep. so everyone can't handle who you really are at the yep. same time yep. too. And so it takes some time for me to really understand who is who, and who I can really trust, and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, that is just a lot for me. So that's why I just like to be by myself most of the time, chill out, you travel, drive, eat, do all that stuff, and just enjoy my life by myself.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, I like. So it. I, I like Broadway shows, although I've ever only ever been to. Two.
1: Uh, oh really yeah. you gotta go yeah, yeah i gotta
0: do more of that so i'm gonna do more of that this
1: year the next time you come let me know so we can there's so many out there that are so great i love broadway it's just um, so amazing to me
0: did you see the play with samuel
1: jackson that's the next one that i wanted to so see. that's
0: on my list to see yeah like, i have to see that. so
1: i wanted to go see that last week and then i said "Well, you no, know, i got howard this week and you know that costs so much money. So I said, let me just wait. It. Yeah. So I said, let me wait and uh, get all that together for another time.
0: Music wise, mm-hmm. um, what are you currently playing heavy in rotation?
1: I don't, I, I play old stuff. I don't really play anybody new. And that's no disrespect.
0: I'm the same way. Yeah. I mean, I Every, play your stuff. Some, yeah. like, other friends of mine yeah. that are releasing but stuff. But
1: if you get in my car, you're probably going to hear Institutional before everything transpired. <laughs> um, you would hear Institutional only. But because of all of the loss and stuff, I can't even handle playing them sometimes. Mm. It's, like, crazy. So I, I don't even really play them anymore. So... um, but you're going to hear something from the 60s and the 70s you know that's pretty much the time era that Mm -hmm. i live in Mm -hmm. with the music the caravans james cleveland and all of those do you listen to anything outside of gospel i like like pj morton stuff i guess okay yeah okay that you know even though that's like a little churchy too (laughs) (laughs) so I, i can't really get around that i do like like classical okay um, I do like weird music like that can like put you to sleep and stuff. I do like that stuff, too. I don't even know what you call it.
0: Earth. <laughs> Earth, Earth sounds? Earth, Earth sounds. Yeah, okay.
1: Earth music, whatever. I don't know. But yeah, I do like that stuff as well.
0: Nice. So you were just recently overseas again. Yeah. Um Seems the they time. really, really like you over
1: there. Like, yeah, this is our fourth is time. Um, this is our fourth time going to Europe. And um, the first time was the year that my mother passed. And so I was just like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And so um, it was a great opportunity every time because we have now the time to really get to know who everybody is, really. Mm-hmm. You know, we shout, we dance, we sing, and all this other stuff. But for you to be with someone in the same group of people for like a month long, you really get to know who they really are and why they are that way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so glad that this last time that we went on tour, we understand why this one is like this. Mm-hmm. We understand why this one talks so much. We understand why <laughs> this one is so extra, you know? Because if you know my choir, we have characters. Mm-hmm. We got people that are really like real life characters. That's just the way that they are. And so, um we had the chance to really get to know each other even more and so the traveling and the tour bus and all that other stuff it was a great time for us to just come together and laugh and talk and really just get that chance to get to know each other and then on my end it was a way for me to give back to the people that have poured into me Mm. these last nine years Mm. coming consistently Mm to everything, the engagements, the rehearsals. I don't count that as just like, you know, whatever. All of that is real special to me, especially Mm -hmm. in 2023. Mm -hmm. People are not coming out to choir rehearsal no more. People are not coming to engagements and all this other stuff unless they are gonna get paid. Right. You know, and so they do this for no money. They do this because they love me and they love what they do. And they, they believe in everything that I do. And that's what I love about my people. They believe in everything that I do to a point that they will literally push it and they'll give their time and they'll give their effort. They'll give their voice. They'll give everything to make sure that my vision comes alive. Mm-hmm. I'm grace with great people. And so um, it's an honor. And so um, I'm so glad that I have the chance to bring these people along with me to see the world. To see the world, yeah, Switzerland and Hungary and Rome and this part and that part. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that I'm able to bring my own people. Mm -hmm. I don't got to get anybody else. Mm -hmm. I can get the people that have walked with me and, you know, and really, really pushed me all these years and bring them on a trip. Free, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. All you got to do is come. All you got to do is come and sing but let's eat, let's talk, let's just have a good time, and let's see the world together. And that's what I love about these tours that we do.
0: Nice, awesome. Um, and you now have a songbook out, I know this. Yes, my songbook. I'm really happy that you did that because yes. people aren't doing that anymore. Yeah. And
1: there are readers out there. Yeah, there's, there's still a remnant mm-hmm. of readers. Mm-hmm. And then that puts me in a whole nother bracket of people. That probably did not know anything about me, but now they can play yep. my songs. Yep. Um, and so that's what I'm all about. I just don't want to be put in one small little box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to reach those people that read the music. I want to reach those people that love classical music, mm-hmm. but they say, "Oh, you know, I think I want to read this." You know, um, and then they have my own songbook, and now yep. they can play. Church choir music, and you know, and so that's what I like to do in my life. I like to reach out and get into all of these other brackets, and really do what I can do. Because um,
0: that's just, what God commissioned us to do—to yeah, go out to
1: into go all out, of the world, to go out, you know, yeah, to go out and to reach um, all of these people um, that are out in the world—not just church people. Yep. And so I always told the choir in the beginning, "We are beyond Brooklyn." Mm -hmm. we're beyond Brooklyn so this is why I don't really do anything out there because my mission and this is not for everybody Mm -hmm. but I know what the Lord told me he said you're beyond Brooklyn you know Mm -hmm. you're beyond Brooklyn and so don't get comfortable in Brooklyn and so we don't really do anything much in Brooklyn because what the Lord has given me to do is for the world yep you know it's for the world
0: so what's one place you have not Performed um, or taught at
1: that you would love to hmm. go? I would love to bring the choir to Africa. I've been to Africa before, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Um, I That's on love, my list this year. Yeah, Africa. I went to Cape Town, um, it was amazing. Um, you know, Bishop has a church out there, and um, he allowed me to come one year with him. It was amazing, you know. You say
0: Bishop Bishop Hezekiah?
1: Bishop Walker, Walker, yep. Bishop Walker. um, And he brought me out there with him. Nice. Yeah, it was a great honor. And so I would love to bring the whole choir to Africa, but we're planning for our 10th anniversary to go to Japan. Nice. Yeah, so next year, July, we are uh, gearing up to go to to Japan for our 10th anniversary. Awesome. What was it like taking over as a pastor after losing your mother? Um, I think as I was younger I always wanted to be a pastor as we've already talked about in the beginning of the interview I always wanted to be one I just didn't think that it would be this soon Mm -hmm. I didn't know that it would be this soon as I was now in the beginning of my career as an artist Mm -hmm. and now the Lord puts this on me to now cover a church Mm -hmm. I believe that having the choir was my training ground on how to treat people on how to help people and all of that and so what i literally had to do was take everything that i learned and use it on how to preach how to pray how to do this how to do that being that i've been in church my whole life i know how to do church Yep. you know and so You know, that's a good thing and a bad thing. But at the same time, I think it's a great thing Um, because Even though I didn't know like the ins and outs at the time on how to pastor Mm -hmm. by the time I got into it, the Lord was already showing me what to do and how to do it and uh, From that point we've been able to grow and grow and grow and grow and the church has grown so much and now we're about to start our own church choir and all this other stuff nice and so yeah it's grown so much and not just in size but the people have grown so much mm-hmm. and that is the best thing of mm. of 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 all times because yes. to see how people have literally turned their lives around wow that's a blessing from yeah from the choir you know because when we all came to the choir we were they were all over the place we were all over the place mm-hmm. you know doing any and everything Um, but the Lord really, really touched us. Let me tell you, deliverance is real and the power of the Lord is so real. And he turned us around and he cleaned us up and here we are pastors and elders and this and that, ministers and all this other stuff. It's amazing to see how the Lord has really, really turned the entire church around. And so we went from House of Hope and then when my mother passed, I didn't wanna just erase everything that she did mm-hmm. so I um, I said well let's add what the Lord gave me as well so then we named it House of Hope the Winner's Assembly and then eventually I turned it into the Winner's Assembly New York City because um, that's what the Lord gave me and um, here we are we're growing and we're doing everything that we need to do nice. for the church and for the people and the community nice. and the people that we have the chance to preach and teach to.
0: What's one um, thing pastoring has taught you?
1: Patience, how to be patient with people. The Lord is patient with us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's very, very patient with us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't give that same patience and love to people, to others. Yeah. you know, to other people. Yeah. And um, I've learned how just to be patient with people. Um, there, there's a reason why people are the way that they yep. are yep there's a root to it yep and so once you get down to the root yeah. through conversation yep. through having that one-on-one time with them you know you can really get them to now open up in such a way mm-hmm. i and i had to realize that you know what worked in the old church is not really working today mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. sitting anyone down for six months that's not really doing up yeah. anymore because no. they don't care right they're right. just not gonna come right you know, and they're probably so not gonna
0: come back They they're not <laughs> gonna
1: come or they're not gonna come back So I had to learn that I said well since that's not really working anymore. What else can we do? and he showed that to me by patience and by loving them Mm. and by really having that conversation with them and allowing the word to do the work. Once you just preach Jesus, Mm -hmm. everything else will begin to do the work. It'll fall in line. It'll all fall in line and the people will be delivered through the word of the Lord. We can't deliver nobody. And I had to remind myself that all the time, even with the choir, you can't change nobody. Mm -hmm. This is something that they gotta want for themselves. And so when they finally realize that, you know, this is not the life for me. And if I'm going to be in the church, I got to be like the church. Yep. I got to be who the Lord wants me to be. And so um, pastoring taught me patience.
0: Nice. Yeah. What would you suggest to young pastors that are coming up now? You know, what's one thing you would suggest to them?
1: Don't do it if the Lord didn't tell you to do it. <laughs> 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 Pastor, it is not just just a sport you know Mm -hmm. pastoring is something that you really got to be called to do Mm -hmm. you know i think a lot of people believe since they can preach they can pastor Mm -hmm. being a great preacher does not make you a great pastor right right you know right and um i think you really have to understand that you may know how to really get the crowd going but can you keep the crowd Mm -hmm. there Mm -hmm. can you help the crowd after church is over all right Mm -hmm. do you have it in you to really lead the crowd in the way that they should live their lives. And so great preachers are not always great pastors, mm-hmm. you know, and so you have to understand that this has to be a call from God. This has to literally be the Lord speaking to you and telling, yes, you need a church. Yep. And once he does that, he'll make the way for it and he'll send the people. Yep, yep.
0: I to- totally agree with that. Uh, so tell the people how they can find your church if they're in the New York area.
1: We have the wonderful honor and privilege of having an afternoon service 3.45 p.m. every Sunday Um, and uh, we are located in Brooklyn, New York 1338 Broadway Brooklyn, New York the Winners Assembly New York at 3.45 and uh, we're there every Sunday. You can catch us online as well but in person is so much better. I love virtual church there's nothing like coming together um and so every Sunday at 3:45, we have that experience and then the fourth Sunday nights as well at 8 p.m nice. and um yeah and so it's great it's a great time
0: awesome so let's end this with talking about what's in the future you touched on some of the recordings mm-hmm. that you have yeah um so what's What's next for Vincent Bohannon?
1: Expanding the church um, in the areas that the Lord wants us to be in. Um, So my goal is to have a choir, the East Coast, the Southern region, the West Coast and the Midwest. Nice. And to have a church in all of those areas as well. A lot of people in TVA from atlanta don't have a church Mm. and so i believe that the lord is just putting everything together where yes it's a choir but actually it's going to be what it needs to be for these people to stay in church and for them to really have a true relationship with the lord and so um he's still leading me in the way that it should be for that and um, I just got to really keep my ears open mm-hmm. and my eyes open to really see how he wants me to do it because I don't want to make any wrong moves. Yeah. Um, I just want to do whatever he wants me to do. Yeah. And so we got the projects coming out with all of the choirs and, and the groups and all these other people that I have. And um, we got that going on, and then the church expanding, and then, you know, who knows what else the Lord has for me. You mm-hmm. know, it just keeps on getting bigger and bigger, and it just gets bigger and bigger. And so um, I can't wait to see what else he has for me, but I know that this is not the end.
0: We can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's, um, there's
1: so much more.
0: What's one thing you hope to accomplish this year? Like, what's what, the number one thing in your list?
1: Multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. multiple streams of income and I have a few projects in mind that I would want to do I want to have my own show Um, by the time we came around Bobby Jones was no longer Mm -hmm. they were pretty much off the air and so I want to bring that back
0: oh it's definitely needed and
1: he's still alive and stuff and so I want to get his grace and his hand in it somehow but I think it's needed. There's so many different artists out there that all they need is a platform. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All they need is that one platform to really put them where they need to be. So I'm really praying about that, that the Lord will kind of like do what he needs to do and give me that great chance to help somebody else. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be a helper for someone else and push them, Mm -hmm. you know? Because I know what it feels like for people not to push you. Right, right. You know, and so this is why I always made my own platform um, because, you know, people are not always going to push you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's just the way it is. But, um, you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, that's one of my that's what I want to see for this year.
0: Awesome. That would be incredible. Yeah, I would. Tell me a few artists that you would love to collaborate with.
1: All the people that I would love to collaborate with are dead.
0: Oh, <laughs> no. <it's> crazy, <laughs> I know. Um,
1: I'm, like, in 2023, but at the same time, I'm really not. It's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> um, so I don't even know. I've never really thought about it. The only people that i thought about working with are not even alive. That's the wow. crazy. That's how I'm so weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have to come back to you with that. 'Cause I don't um, even know what would who, who, who,
0: who. So I saw that you will be at Donald Lawrence's Music and Arts Yeah conference, which formerly was the Edwin yes. Hawkins Music and Arts Seminar, mm-hmm. then it became the Walter and Edwin Hawkins mm-hmm. Music and Arts Conference. Um, tell us about that.
1: So um, Donald Lawrence has been a great help and push <clears throat> in everything that I do. Um, him along with so many others, with a few others, um, they love what I do in such a way that they will take out the time to talk to me and to help me and mm-hmm. to give me a chance. And so we just recently did a concert with them with, not Tri-City, but I don't know the group name now. Uh, company? company yes yep. I saw that online Donald Lawrence yeah. and the company yep and so we did a concert with them at Yale it was a great experience mm-hmm. it was just like Vincent Bohannon and Donald Lawrence on mm-hmm. the same program it's yep. amazing. It Was amazing yeah, it was crazy so that was like a big thing for us and for myself because um, he's like a legend you know yeah. yeah and so it was an honor to have that chance and so he told me I want to have you come to the conference and to teach we win. And um, I'll be there with them to teach we win. And that song is, you know, such a song where it can reach anybody, Mm -hmm. you know? And I thank God for it, um, because I didn't really know what that song really meant then. Mm -hmm. But it's such a powerful song that anybody can sing, you know, all different types of cultures and people and white black Spanish whoever everybody can sing it because it's a universal type of uh, you know message yep. that is sent out to the world we always win
0: mm-hmm. It's know? a message of hope
1: it's a message of hope yep. and um, you know that's what I love about it
0: yep awesome um, so you know I don't know if you know, I'm a big Hawkins fan.
1: I love Edwin um, Hawkins. So did
0: you ever have a chance to meet Edwin
1: Hawkins? I've never had a chance to meet them. I am an Edwin Hawkins singer's fan. All of his earlier songs, the six-part harmony and all of mm-hmm, that other stuff, mm-hmm. I, I can hear that all day long and never get tired of yep. it. I heard a voice of Jesus saying, mm-hmm. come unto me and rest. and so. All of those songs, it's just amazing to me.
0: So um, I always get excited talking about Edwin Hawkins. So I refer to him as Uncle Ed. Mm -hmm. Um, He told me that when he first started out with the choir, Mm -hmm. a lot of, they would go to churches and a lot of churches would like Mm -hmm. go crazy, go nuts. And he said one of the few churches that did not do that, but instead invited him Mm -hmm. while the first was institutional.
1: Yeah, they would always talk about that. So my godmother, Joyce Taylor, and him were really great friends as well.
0: He mentioned her also. Yeah, She was over the youth department of Mm -hmm. the Edwin Hawkins Music and Arts. Yeah,
1: she would always like talk about him all the time. And uh, she was one that was very, very, very close to me as well. And so um, she loved Edmund Hawkins as well. They were, they, were, they were really great friends as well. So it's just amazing to see how all of this has like come f- mm-hmm. full circle. Mm-hmm. It's crazy.
0: Did you um, happen to hear the unreleased song
1: that she recorded? It's Not About the Righteous. Yeah. Yes.
0: Amazing. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Oh, yes. <clears throat> so this is the one that was recorded mm-hmm. at howard university wow and jc white actually wrote a song on right here and he let it really uh, uh, there it is right there
1: i gotta um i don't know if this is one that is on itunes is it's it? not
0: um it's on it is on there they just added it really the tracks are labeled wrong some kind of way but it's on there and
1: crampton auditorium
0: I want you to see if you recognize any names on here of different gospel artists.
1: So all of these people were in the choir. Yep. Wow. And so this was in um, uh, TC.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, oh, I see. it. Oh, Orlando Draper. Orlando wow. Draper. He was in the choir.
0: Yep. So his uh, choir, the uh, associates were... Originally, the Memphis chapter of wow. um, the Edwin Hawkins Music and Art Seminar.
1: Amazing.
0: Um, Ty Tribbett's mother. I
1: see Trubet here, yeah. Um,
0: Ty Tribbett was a part of um, the Tri State Mass Choir of the Edwin Hawkins Music and Art Seminar. Wow. The Pace Sisters are all up there, they're listed. Um, this is
1: amazing. I think
0: this album, LaShawn recorded her first.
1: What year um, is this? 1988?
0: 88, yeah. She recorded her first like song with them on this album.
1: Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, this is great. I can read this stuff all day long <laughs> and go through every name and just just have a time by myself. This is great. I'm definitely gonna look this up and to listen to it. I'm going again.
0: It's a really good album. Yeah. Oh, and Kevin Bond is on keys
1: the Edmund Hawkins Music industry. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna look it up. Crampton Auditorium, wow. Yes, sir. That's amazing. <laughs> and here we are, years later. Yep. That's like 34 years later.
0: Yeah, it's amazing, man.
1: History. Yeah. History.
0: Awesome, so we're gonna end this. Yeah. Um, and we're looking forward to the new music that's coming out.
1: Yeah, wow. live in Dallas. Yep. Live in Detroit, live at the Winter's Assembly.
0: Tell the people how they can find you on social
1: media. Everybody can find me, I'm on social media. YouTube, I'm on TikTok, Um, I'm on Instagram, Vincent underscore, B-O-H, A-N-A-N. And you can find me on Facebook as well, Vincent. And um, you can find me on there, I'm pretty much on everything. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, YouTube, look our name up, you'll find so many different videos from way back in the day, new videos, everything that you need to find. Vincent Bohannon and SOV, you'll be able to find it. And TVA, whoever it is, the Victorious Army, the Winner's Assembly, all of those are all the same. We're all in the same family. We're all in the same bracket, all from the same tree. And uh, thank God for it, so yeah.
0: Awesome. Amazing. Thank you for your time. Yes, sir. Thank you for what you do for the kingdom. Yes. Thank you for keeping church music alive and showing that church music and worship music can coexist and can can exist within choirs. Yes, it can. Um, And thank you all for watching. Please click and subscribe. Yes, sir. And have a good evening. Peace out. Peace.